So this morning we celebrate the feast of Jesus' baptism. We also will celebrate the feast of Strider's baptism in a few minutes. But before we get there, I get to talk for a little bit. We've also begun the season of Epiphany in the church year. Epiphany honors the, or remembers, the time where the three wise ones, the three magi, finally made their way to pay honor and to devote uh, offerings to the little baby Jesus. Epiphany is the season that begins right after the season of Christmas. And in some ways, the gospel story we just heard from Mark, it's Mark's version of a nativity story. It's missing the mother Mary and the father Joseph and the little baby Jesus. Um, But it does have Jesus. It does have some sort of divine angelic voice like the angels that sang in the sky when Jesus was born. Does have God's presence marking this occasion as something different. Something ordinary and out of the ordinary at the same time which is a lot like what we step into when we celebrate baptism. We use this ordinary thing, water and oil, and we do something extraordinary, using the water and the oil to invite this transformation, to invite this invitation, to invite this invitation, to receive this invitation for someone to step into the household of God. So the gospel lesson this morning, Mark's version of a nativity story, is also the story about creating something new. And we hear the power of words, the power of voice. When this divine voice, when God's voice is heard identifying Jesus as my son, as beloved. The other reading that we heard this morning, just a few minutes before, is also a story of beginnings. It's a nativity as well, of sorts. We heard the first few words that begin the story of Genesis, which is the story that begins the Hebrew scriptures. So the whole Bible opens up with these words a story of the beginning of things. In the beginning, when God created the heavens and the earth, the earth was a formless void, and darkness covered the face of the deep, while a wind from God swept over the face of the waters. Leaning into the scholarship of the Reverend Dr. Wilda Gaffney, I want to invite a different way of hearing or a different way of seeing this opening line. She states that in the, if you, when translating it from the Hebrew, there's a little bit more going on in this first line than what we hear usually often translated. In the beginning, when he, God, created the heavens and the earth, the earth was a formless void and darkness covered the face of the deep, while a wind, or the spirit of God, she, swept over the face of the waters. Hebrew, um, grammatically, gender is binary. So thousands of years later, we can see the, some of the limitations around the understanding of gender. 
But for our forebears in the faith thousands of years ago, as they were trying to make sense of the beginning of things and of who God is or how God is, in this one description, God is described as he and she which invites us to step into a space where we can't contain God. God's not so easy to limit or understand as this way or that way. And then God begins the work of creation. And how does God do that? Let there be light, God says, and there was light. God speaks creation into being. I think both of these texts offer us the power of words, the power of our voices, the power of God's work in creating, the power of God's work in creating something new in the baptism of Jesus. And in Jesus' baptism, Jesus embraces all of us into the household of God, and therefore, that voice from the heaven, you are my beloved child, that voice is extended to all of us as well. God is present in the activity of creating. This morning, we create something new, with Strider, who is going to be baptized in just a few moments. Strider will be marked with water, marked with holy oil, and received in the household of God. Strider's parents and friends will make promises on Strider's behalf. and We all get to join in that, renewing our own baptismal promises, renewing our own covenant this living relationship we have with God and with each other, with the church. There is power in our words. There is power in what we speak into being. So this morning, I invite you, as we are going through the promises, as we are reading through the vows that we are making or remaking for ourselves. What do you notice? What strikes you anew today? And what will you live into? How will you use the power of your words in the days to come?